Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We appreciate once again the Lord for His grace and mercy. And we appreciate the prayers, praying for one another, re-strengthening one another, especially during this critical time. Prayer and praying for one another can never be overemphasized enough. It is very critical that we do pray for one another uh, as we are going through this trial with the rest of the world, but prayer will see us through and continue to encourage one another, check on one another so that uh, we we move through this as, as a unit, as a united force, that when we come on the other side, all should be well, but I believe that the Lord will see us through. Now, much, much appreciated. Now, just before we read the word, let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for this opportunity that you have granted unto us just through this broadcast to share the bread of life with the believers. May you be gracious to us, dear God, especially during this time. We pray for all the believers, whatever trials that they go through, may you undertake for them, dear God. May you protect them at their places of work where there is quite an exposure towards this demon, dear God. But we know that, dear God, the name of the Lord is a mighty tower. The righteous run into it and are saved. And we know, dear God, you will see us through. You know what lies ahead. We don't know what lies ahead, but as one poet says, I do not know what tomorrow holds, but I'm glad I know who holds tomorrow. We commit everything to you. We commit the reading of the way to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, just a couple of minutes, we are just going to have a fellowship on this message that we're going to have 
the title of my message is going to be a book within a book uh, looking at the Lamb's Book of Life. It's going to be a book within a book looking at a, a Lamb's Book of Life. Now, let's just go and read a few uh, scriptures. Excuse me. <clears throat> now, in the book Revelation, the 20th chapter, the 15th verse, it reads in this manner, And whatsoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I want you to pay attention. Whatsoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is after the white throne judgment where the Bible says books were read. Or maybe let's recap in Revelation 20 verse 11. It reads in this manner. And I saw a great white throat, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things, which were written in the books according to their works. Now, uh, another one that I want to read is Revelation 13, verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. Now, when we read here, it says, the, those they are referring to the base, those that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, except those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life, in the book of life of the Lamb. Now, what we get here, I'm drawing your attention that in one scripture post the white throne judgment, or even during the white throne judgment, a book of life was open and says people were judged according to the works that were written in that book. Now here the Bible says uh, the, the beast will deceive all whose names were not written in the book of life of the Lamb, which is the Lamb's book of life. Now we are beginning to see two books. We are seeing the book of life. We are seeing the Lamb's book of life. Already we see two books. And that is why my message, I want to speak about a book within a book. Now, in this scripture again, Revelation 17, verse 8. It says, The beast that thou sowest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wander, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast 
that was and is not and yet is. And in here it speaks about from the uh, from the empire, Roman Empire, to the Catholic system. Uh, that is what he's speaking about from the empire to the papal system. That is what it speaks about. And it says those that are going to see the beast that was, is not, and yet is, meaning the transformation of the beast and whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. When they behold the beast that was and is not, and yet is. So, <clears throat> excuse me. We are beginning to see, uh, and you are going to see something here that I need to establish as I'm going to speak about these two books. You are going to see, I mean, the Bible here uses the two books. Here it says it's the book of life, but you know that in the book of life, uh, names were not written before the foundation of the world because the book of life it is the book of deeds that is why in this scripture verse 12 it says and i saw the dead small and great stand before god and the books were open and another book was open which is the book of life and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works now the bible is using uh, the word, is using the book of life and the Lamb's book of life interchangeably. And there is a reason why I'm drawing your attention to that. And let me establish the names in the book of life were not written before the foundation of the world. Only names in the Lamb's book of life were written before the foundation of the world. But uh, don't be confused because the Bible is using the, the words interchangeably. And we are going to explain why is the Bible using uh, the two titles interchangeably, Book of Life and the Lamb's Book of Life. Uh, there is a reason for that. Now, let us just uh, uh, carry on here. We are going to have a good time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, in the Church Age book, Brother Brenham says the possibility the prophet says the possibility of the removal of a name from the records of God deserves more than a casual study. For up until now, most students have merely drawn a conclusion that God places the names of those born again within the Lamb's book of life at the time of their rebirth. And if for any reason that name must be removed, the space on the record will simply be a blank as it was before a name had been placed there. This is 100% opposite to what the word actually teaches. Now, the prophet says the subject that we are going to handle deserves more than a casual study. And a lot of uh, students of the scriptures think that the day you are born again, 
your name is written in the book. And per adventure, you do something that does not please God, then goes, God goes into the book and remove your name. And where your name used to be, then it is just blank as it was before your name was put there. Brother Bram says that is a hundred percent opposite to what the word actually teaches. Now we want to get you to check what does the word then teach. Now he's already uh, bringing something here there that tells you names can be names can be written and names can be blotted. We want to look at the bloating of the names. Before we get so with that, by the time we are done, we have a clarity in terms of knowing what is, what is the book of life and what is the Lamb's book of life and how different are they as we carry on and who's written in the book of life and who's written in the Lamb's book of life so that as we carry on with our Bible study. Now, Names can be blotted out. Now, Brother Brahman says, the reason he says from this quotation that it is 100% against the word. Already, if you are a competent student of scriptures, you would know that once names are written in the Lamb's book of life, those names can never be blotted out. And I dare say, even God himself cannot blot out names from that book, the Lamb's Book of Life. But in the Book of Life, we are going to show that names can be blotted out, but not in the Lamb's Book of Life. But we are going to check these two books because I'm speaking about a book within a book. And you'll understand why I'm saying a book within a book. Now, the prophet here, or the scripture, you remember, when the God was upset with the Israelites after they had made themselves a golden calf, God. God was much displeased and because he's a jealousy God and God, uh, Moses knew that God was not pleased. Now, in this book, uh, Exodus 32, verse 31, the Bible says, And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, these people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. You're going to check why Moses is calling this idolatry a great sin. Pack that thought in mind. Why is he calling idolatry such a great sin? Then he says, verse 32, Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, Blot me, I pray, out of thy book which thou hast written. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Now, Moses is making a plea to God and say, These people have done, have committed such a great sin. Forgive them, and if not, you rather blot my name out of the book that you have written. Now, Moses was conscious that there is a book with names and that God had written names on it. And he says, God, you rather blot my name out of that book. 
But God says, God does not accept Moses, I will call it a bargain. He simply says, Moses, I will, whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Now we are going to check why, and I want to submit here that Moses' name could not be blotted out. But there are certain individuals whose names could be blotted out. And we're going to check why was Moses' name, why Moses' name could not be blotted out. But certain tribes' names could be blotted out. That is the purpose of our study. Now, I want you to pack this thought in your mind. Moses says you have committed such a great sin, and he labels that sin, and that sin was idolatry. And God says, whoever has done whatever he, whoever has done this, I will blot him out of my book. Now, a principle that we need to establish that I need to remind you as we carry on with this Bible study. Names in the Lamb's book of life cannot be blotted out. However, names in the book of life can be blotted out. And we want to check these two books, but I'm looking at a book within a book with a focus being the Lamb's book of life. Now, that I can't get to the Lamb's book of life unless I bring the distinction between these two books and how they relate and coexist with each other. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, in the Seven Church Age book, the prophet says, now, before we pursue this thought on Judas, and will come on Judas, let us go back to the Old Testament and see where God did the same. In Genesis chapter 35, from verse 23 until the 26th verse, the sons of Jacob were 12 in number, and their names were as follows. Calls them Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Asacha, Zebulun, Joseph, Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, God, and Asher. These were the twelve. Uh, uh, these were the twelve names of the sons of Jacob, and we know from these twelve names came the twelve tribes of Israel. Now he says these twelve sons' descendants become the twelve tribes of Israel with the exception that Joseph did not have a tribe named after him. For in the providence of God, there were to be 13 tribes, and Joseph's two sons were given the honor of bringing the 12 to 13. You know, of course, that is that this was necessary as Levi was separated unto God for the priesthood. Thus, when Israel left Egypt and God gave them the tabernacle in the wilderness, we find the tribe of Levi ministering to 12 tribes named Reuben, Simeon, Asacha, Judah, Zebulun, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Ephraim, and Manasseh. The order of the host names, the order of the host names them Thus, in Numbers 10, 11 to 28. That is Numbers chapter 10, the 11th verse to the 28th verse. There is no mention of Joseph or Levi. 
But when we look at Revelation chapter 7, from the 4th verse until the 8th verse, where it says there were sealed 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel, it names them as Das, Judah, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Naphtali, Manasseh, Simeon, Levi, Asacha, Zebulun, Joseph, Benjamin. And we are back to the 12 tribes with Levi and Joseph named amongst them, but with Dan and Ephraim missing. Now, let's check it out. In the book, in the Old Testament, you have the 12 tribes. These 12 tribes excluded Levi and Joseph. And it had, these 12 tribes had Dan and Ephraim. But when you move into the New Testament in the book of Revelation, we see the 144,000, the 144,000, we see them. Now, as we see them, they are being named, but we see Dan and Ephraim missing. And now they have been replaced by Levi and Joseph. And the prophet comes to tell us that the reason they were blotted out, and when you go and do the Bible study, you find out that Ephraim and Dan, their names were blotted out and replaced with Joseph and Levi because of idolatry. Because why? The prophet speaks here in this message or in this scripture. God said in Deuteronomy uh, 29 verse 16, For ye know how we have dwelt in the land of Egypt and how we came through the nations which ye passed by. That is Deuteronomy uh, 29 from verse 16 until verse 20, uh, 20th. And ye have seen their abominations and their idols, wood and stone, silver and gold, which were among them. Lest they should be among you men or woman or family or tribe, whose heart turneth away this day from the Lord our God, to go and serve the gods of these nations. Lest they should be among you a root that beareth the gall and wormwood. And come to pass, when he heareth the words of this curse, that he bless himself in his heart, saying, I shall have peace, though I walk in the imagination of mine heart, to add drunkenness to thirst. The Lord will not spare him, but then the anger of the Lord and his jealousy shall smoke against that man, and all the curses that are written in, the, in this book shall lie upon him. And the Lord shall blot out his name from heaven. Now, the prophet says here, the Bible does not say the Lord shall blot out his name from in the heavens. He says from under the heaven. And we'll understand why it is not in heaven, but it is under heaven. Now, already God is telling them, that should you, either as a man or a woman or family or tribe, turn your way away from the Lord and save foreign gods, your name shall be blotted out of his book. Out of uh, the, uh, the Lord shall blot out his name from under heaven. And we are going to check. And as I say, it was then and, 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 and Ephraim, 
that were blotted out. Now, let's come here in the book, The Invisible Union of the Bride. Already we have shown you how God blotted out the names of tribes that gave themselves to idolatry. But now let's come because we want to zoom in on the two books and understand the implications of the blotting out of names and what makes, we already know what makes God to blot out names. But we want to check from which book does he blot out names? And as we zoom in, in the Lamb's book of love. Now the prophet says, in the message of the invisible union of the bride of Christ, paragraph 304. He says, there is your two books. One of them is the Lamb's book of life. Your name on there is predestinated on there. It can go because you can no more take that away than nothing. See, because it was foreordained to be on there. But the regular book of life can take that off at any time. See, you don't repent, it's off anyhow, because you are going to stand the judgment. The bride don't even stand the judgment, goes in the raft. Already, if you are discerning here, the prophet is telling you that you have got two books, but if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, you are part of the bride, you are not going to appear at the judgment. But if you are not part of the bride, your name is written in the book of life, and whoever his name is written in the book of life, that individual is going to be subjected to judgment. I hope we are together Two books, book of life. The Lamb's book of life is for the predestinated. The book of life, Brother Brum say, it is regular. The moment when they say a book is regular, that means it has regular names, it has regular people, and those people will appear at the judgment. And these people, depending on how they conduct themselves, their names can be blotted out of that book. But in the Lamb's book of life, the names cannot be blotted out. Now, I hope we are together. Let's expound on this. In the same message, the invisible union of the bride, paragraph 214, he says, your name of your first nature was born and put in a book and all your deeds were, was wrote in 82. Everything you done under that nature was put in a book called the book of life. So that means as soon as you are born, your nature, everything that you have ever done is written in the book of life. And the prophet calls it the book of deeds. This is the book of deeds. All your deeds are written there in the book of life. Now let's carry on. Now the prophet says, back to the church age book. He says you have a perfect type of that in Israel leaving Egypt. They came out about 2 million strong and all escaped through the sacrificial blood. All were baptized in the Red Sea. All came up out of the water enjoying the Holy Spirit, manifestation and blessings. All ate angel food. All drank of the rock that flow, followed them. Yet except for a very few they were not, they were not, but carriers for the children who should follow them and go into Canaan land. 
All Israel is not Israel. And all but a tiny minority had their names blotted out of the book of life. Now, he is bringing an attention to you, a tiny minority, and we are referring to those two tribes, their names were blotted out because of idolatry. We have the same right today in the church. Names are going to be blotted out of the book of love, as it was, so shall it be. No names will be blotted out of the book of eternal life, for that is another record, though contained in the book of life. Now check what he's saying here. The prophets say no names will be blotted out of the book of eternal life. For that is another record, though contained in the book of life. Now you've got two books. You've got the book of life, then you've got uh, the eternal life. When he says the eternal life book, he's referring to the Lamb's book of life. Then he says the Lamb, the Lamb's book of life is contained in the book of life. But the names that are in the book of life are going to be blotted out. But the names that are within a book, within a book, and a book within a book, we are referring to the Lamb's book of life. If the name is right in there, that name can never be blotted out. I hope we are together now. Now, you already, let me expound on this one. Same church age book, he says, when he speaks about the bride now, he says, her name, the bride, each of her members was written in a section of the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. Secondly, there is another class. Their names are also in the book of life. They will come up in the second resurrection. Now, let's put it this way and make it clear. We have one book, but within this book, there are two books. One book, within it, there are two books. It is the book of life, and it is the Lamb's book of life. Now, it is the same with the Bible. You have the Bible, but within the Bible, you have the Old and the New Testament, but it is one Bible. Now, if somebody says, give me the New Testament, you're going to bring the whole book. But when you open the book, you know what the book that you are looking for within the book. In this case, you will look for, you will open your Bible, which is a book, and you will go to the Old Testament, which is a book within a book. I hope we are together. So it is one book with two sections. Now, the Lamb's Book of Life and the Book of Life, it is one book, but within this book, there is a section of the Lamb's Book of Life and the Book of Life. And names in the Book of Life can be blotted out, but the names in the Lamb's Book of Life, they were written before the foundation of the world, they can never be blotted out. I hope we are, we are following me here. Now, I want to come to Judas. There is a, a lot of times people would want to misquote the prophet, but uh, there's something that I want to clear. In the church age book, and the scripture that is being quoted there, Acts chapter 1 verse 25, that he may take part, that he, Judas, may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell. 
that he might go to his own place. Judas, a David, lost a God-given Holy Ghost ministry. Judas, a serpent seed. I'm referring you back to the previous broadcast where we spoke about the serpent seed. Judas came from the lineage of the serpent seed. Now Judas, a David, lost a God-given Holy Ghost ministry and killed himself and went to his own place. We know that it is referring to hell. His name was even in the book of life, but his name was blotted out. Stay with me. We are establishing a principle here. Judas' name was in the book of life, and his name was blotted out. Now, let's carry on here. Now, in question and answers, this is where people would want to, those that do not understand, and before maybe I read this, what we need to understand, when you read something from the message, you must check when was it spoken, you must follow up how often it was spoken, and you must check the consistency of that statement throughout the message. Why am I saying that? The prophet before the seals, and I hope I'm not going to get entangled in a web of those that say the message is only inspired after the seals. I have mentioned many a times that that is a doctrine from hell. The message was inspired right from the beginning and re until right to the end. We consumed the whole lamb from 1947 until 1965. Now, but there is something that we want to understand because Brother Branham spoke about the message uh, presuming. He says to presume is to venture without authority. And a lot of times, I have to put it this way, Brother Branham, on a lot of things, he ventured without authority before 1963. You, you get a sense they're asking him many questions around marriage and divorce. He says, hold on, I'm still depending on the Lord. I'm still waiting upon the Lord. But after 1963, we see a man that is no longer venturing without authority, but is venturing with authority. And he comes, he says, under modern conditions, as a modern prophet, I say, go and sin no more. Now, before 1963, he was quite on a shaky ground and said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, we know when he preached before 1963, he used to say body, soul, spirit. But after 1963, it was realigned. It was body, spirit, and soul. I hope we are together. It is body, spirit, soul. Before that is after 1963, but before 1963, it was spirit, soul, body. But after 1963, it was realigned body, spirit, soul. Go and check it out. Now, and safe to say that after 1965, everything, as far as the message is concerned, the message has got no mistakes. The message is mistakes proof. That means everything that had to be corrected was corrected before the prophet was to be taken off the sea. Yes, in the message, the 10 visions, Brother Brenham speaks about the Holy Ghost. 
He says the Holy Ghost, he, when he speaks about the white horse rider, he says it's the Holy Ghost. But after the seals, because the angel came into that room night after night, correcting him and say, this is what you thought it was. This is what the commentary says it is, but this is not it. This is what it is. This is the correct way. Now, after the sales, he says, I used to say that is the Holy Ghost. That's not the Holy Ghost. That's the Antichrist. You see, the beauty about the God, when God sends a prophet and a prophet makes a mistake, God will correct the mistake of the prophet through the same prophet. This one, I must say it slowly. If God sends a prophet and a prophet makes a mistake, God will, will correct the prophet not through another man, but God will protect the prophet through the same prophet. He is the one that will come and say, look here, I made a mistake and God corrected me. And this is what it is. And I think God allowed that to establish the credibility of the ministry that although it was driven, it had the human part, but the supernatural part kept on coming up and making sure that the human part doesn't go astray. I hope we are together here. I want to say the message has got no mistake. Anything that had to be corrected was corrected. But let me go back. I say before 1963, there is a lot of times where he was venturing. But after 1963, there was no venturing without authority. It was a, an authoritative voice. And a lot of time, it was reconfirming things that were spoken after 1963. And things that were said before 1963 that were not clear or that way of the mark were brought in alignment as I'm speaking right now. So no one, no man from Germany, South Africa, America, Russia, no one can correct Malachi for the prophet of the age can never be corrected by a human being. The prophet of the age is corrected by God. Yes, you can correct an apostle. You can correct a teacher. You can correct a pastor. You can correct an evangelist. You can correct a minor prophet, a person that has got a gift of prophecy or a preacher in the church. You can correct them, but you can never correct the prophet of the age. The prophet of the age can only be corrected by God himself. I hope we are together. Now, let's come back to this quotation. Very controversial. I'll come back to this one. It's actually this one that I want to read. The prophet says in question and answers on Genesis 2, 7, 9. And Jesus says, don't rejoice when the disciples were coming rejoicing and say, demons are afraid of us. Jesus said, don't you rejoice because the devil is subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in the book of heaven. Is that right? And Judas Iscariot was with them. One of them called out, sanctify his name written in the Lamb's book of life. Read Matthew 10 and see if that's not right. He called each one of them and Judas and every one of them right down there and he sent them out and gave them power against unclean spirit. Now, Somebody would want to take this quotation and say, look, Brother Brum says Judah's name was written in the Lamb's book of life. 
before you run with this quotation and create a mess, hold your horses. Now, I've shown you how the Bible can use words, can use these two books interchangeably. It says, Revelation 17, 8, it says, The beast that thou sowest was and is not, and shall descend out of the bottomless pit, and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was and is not, and yet is. Now, I said, when you establish a principle here, when we establish a principle, we said the names, and this is consistent, the names that are written in the book of life can be blotted out. The names that are written in the Lamb's book of life cannot be blotted out. We said these two, excuse me, two books, although they are two, but yet they are in one book. So it is one book with two sections. One section, Book of Life, another section, The Lamb's Book of Life. Now, before you approach, if you have the Bible, the Bible is written the Bible outside. But when you get into the Bible, you've got New Testament and you've got Old Testament. However, somebody can use the Bible interchangeably and just call it Old Testament or call it New Testament from outside. But when you double click, when somebody say Old Testament, bring me the Old Testament, and later they read in the New Testament, you are not going to be offended and say, but you said I must give you Old Testament, you are reading in the New It's just that they are using the, to describe the book outside and they are using the Old Testament, New Testament, and Bible interchangeably. Hope we are together here. Judas, although Brother Branham say his name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you will be a very poor student of scriptures to run with this quotation and say Judas' name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because already the prophet has already told you his name was in the book of life, but his name was blotted out. And if the Bible can use the book of life and the Lamb's book of life interchangeably, even the prophet can use the book of life and the Lamb's book of life interchangeably. But after he has used it, you need to go and check the principles that govern the book of life, the principles that govern the Lamb's book of life. Now, if Judah's name was blotted out of the book of life, there is no way that Judah's name was in the Lamb's book of life. Yes, the prophet might have called it the Lamb's book of life, but he's referring to the Bible, to the book in its entirety, in describing the entire book. But when you double click, and go into the section, you realize that the Judas' name was not in the section of the Lamb's book of life, but it was in the section of the book of life. You can only be misled by this quotation, or you can misuse this quotation 
when you don't understand and know principles that govern the both sections of the book. Now, let me come here. The prophet question and answers. They asked him, was Judas Cairo's name blotted out of the Lamb's book of love or was it ever, was it ever on it? This person is asking Brother Bram the question, was it blotted in the Lamb's book of love or was it ever, or was it ever on it? Brother Bram said, yes, it was on it and was blotted out. Yes, the name of Judas was in the book, but in which section of the book? We know that the moment he says, yes, his name was in the book of life, or however way you want to call these two books collectively, you can call them the Lamb's book of life or book of life. But after you have called them, we still want to know which sections within the book. The section, the book of life, can be blotted out. The name can be blotted out from that book. But the name in the Lamb's book of life cannot be blotted out. But the title of the book that contains the two sections, one can call it the book of life, Lamb's book of life, but we want to know which section. Your name must not just be in the book. We must say, yes, your name is in the book, but which section of the book? If it is in the section that it can be blotted out, then you are not the predestinated seat. If your name is in the Lamb's book of life, then you are a predestinated seed. Let me put it this way. This is getting very interesting here. Yes, it was on it and was blotted out. That's what it says. Now, the prophet says here, this is very critical in the church age book. He says, at the very start of our study, let it be known that there is not one scripture that teaches that God is presently compiling a record of names. There is a Zulu song that says, Ayabalo Amagama. And uh, a lot of times, believers, before we sing these songs, you, you, must, you know, we can't sing songs that we used to sing in the denominations and the lyrics are not in line with the revealed word of the hour. Meaning names are now being written. It is nonsensical. Names are not being written now in the Lamb's Book of Life. Names were written there before the foundation of the world. And that is why I'm going to come. There is a song uh, in one of the Sutu songs that says, There is three around the throne. You cannot sing such a song in the message of the hour. That song lacks revelation because you can't sing about Trinity after we have taught you the Godhead. Make sure that your lyrical content of your songs are reflective of the revealed word of the hour. Yes, there was a time when we sang those songs because we had a partial realization. But after we have a full realization, a complete realization, then we need to change the song and make sure that the lyrics reflect the juncture at which we are at, where the word has been revealed in our age. Now it says, this was all done before the foundation of the world, as we will point out shortly. Also, it is not a question of simply involving ourselves with two groups of people, both of whom had an opportunity to receive eternal life 
wherein one group received it and had their names placed on record, while the others who refused did not have their names so placed. We will actually show by scripture that multitudes who were not even born again will go into eternal life. As strange as this may sound, it certainly it is certainly true. We will also show that there is a group of people whose names have been placed on that record before the foundation of the world. Cannot, under any circumstances, have those names removed, but will show that another group whose names were on that record before the foundation of the world will have their names removed. Hope it explains a principle. Your name was written in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. And your name is in the book of life based on the deeds that are going to record it. God knew so and so was going to be born. God knew believers that were going to be born, unbelievers that were going to be born. The birth of a believer doesn't surprise God. The birth of an unbeliever does not surprise God. And the bitter body, before the foundation of the world, God wrote the name of a believer in the Lamb's book of life. And when an unbeliever is born, both a believer and unbeliever, both when they are born, their names are in the book of life. But however, a believer has got a higher spot because their name are also in the Lamb's book of life. Therefore, their names can never be blotted out. But an unbeliever, their names being subject to their conduct, their names can be blotted out. And every time whatever is being done, it gets recorded. And at the day of judgment, the books will be opened and one of them will be the book of life. It will bring out their deeds. What did they do when they were here? And the brother Bram say, a sinner will be judged in the body in which he is sent in. Believe, unbelievers do not have a new body. It's only believers that have got a new body. That's why they will not appear at the white throne judgment because they've passed from judgment unto eternal life. That's exactly what the Bible says. Now, let's come here. In the message, I want to say, now I, I want to deal with the Lamb's book of life. And before I deal with the Lamb's book of life, we want to check because when we are in the message, we've got to approach things differently from the way denominations approach things. In the message of the hour, we want to check when the Bible says a name, what name is it? If God wrote your name before the foundation of the world, what type of a name was that? Now, some of the people, they would want to say, oh, my name is Peter. That means he wrote Peter. No, sir. I, I beg to differ. God does not have a pen and ink and a book where he is writing names. Be, don't be carnal when it comes to spiritual things. Because your name, Peter, was given by parents. That name was not given by God. And when God called you, he didn't say, Peter, come. 
There is a way that God called. He didn't call you the way your parents called you as soon as you were born and later you got accustomed to your name and you were, you were accustomed that my name is Peter. Because if God called Peter, there would have been a lot of confusion because there are a lot of Peters around the world. What is your name that was written in God's book before the foundation of the world? And what is that book? Let's get to it. It's beautiful. Appreciate the Lord. Now, Brother Brenham in this book, The Bridge, paragraph 302, he says, an old John, you know, John, after he realized that no one was worthy to take the book, and John wept when he realized that there is the book of redemption with names written in it, but no one is worthy to take the book. And if there is no one worthy to take the book, Brother Bram said the whole creation would have turned back to the mod, mo, atoms and molecules. It would have just evaporated or being nullified. And when John, and this is after Calvary, but when John realized that it broke his heart and he cried, and when John cried, the Bible said there was an elder who tapped on the shoulder of John and said, John, weep not. There is a lion of the tribe of Judah who has prevailed. And when John turned around to look, uh, to look what the elder was talking about, Brahman says that elder was a redeemed human being. It says when he turned around to look for that, uh, uh, Lion, John saw a bloody lamb. And in your message, the church age book, Brother Bram says, the lion and the lamb is the same person. He says it was in sequential of time. The elder saw the lion. He didn't lie when he said to John, there is a lion. But when John turned around, he saw the bloody lamb. Because the lion, the lamb became the lion. The same lion was the lamb. It is not too... It's not two people or three people. The lamb, the lion, and the one sitting on the throne is exactly the same person. And in yourselves, Brother Bram makes it very clearer. Then he says, the lamb took the book out of himself. Oh, this is getting beautiful. Now, the Bible says in the midst of the bridge, paragraph 302, says an old John who had been standing there, our brother, crying. Why? He said, everything in heaven and everything in the earth, after the Lamb took the book and broke the seals, and everything in the sea had me, holler, amen, amen, blessings, honor, and might, and power be to him that lives forever and ever. Talk about a happy time when them seals broke. John must have looked in and seen a past the curtain of time, and say, there is John. Oh, oh. Now, let's pause here. John didn't look beyond the curtain of time and saw capital letters J-O-H-N. No, say, John, when he looked beyond the curtain of time, the Bible says, there. he said, there is John. What is the name? It is a being. What is the name? It is the character of a believer in the weight. And that character was locked in a mystery. But when mysteries were broken, they even brought out the mystery of the character of a believer. That's why when the prophet preached the way and the seals were open, 
Hey, we have heard our name. As John said, there is John. What does it mean? When the Bible says, Brother Bruno say, John must have looked and seen past the curtain of time and said, there is John. What does it mean for John to see John? This is getting beautiful. Remember, when John saw, he saw the 24 elders. And if you are a competent student of the scriptures, you know that John saw 24 elders. And we know that John, oh, glory to God. We know that John was one of the 24 elders. So here is a man. He is one of the 24 elders. He sees the 24 elders, but he doesn't see the edition. How can you being the part of the 24, you see the 24, but the number is not added? Because John was part of the 24 elders. John saw himself. It was John the physical being, seeing John the supernatural being, seeing the theophany. One of the prophets says, when the seven angels stepped out of eternity, they picked me up. A lot of people think that Brother Rum was picked up in Sunset Mountain with a suit hanging on. It is not like that. Brother Brennan became part of the constellation. He was caught up in that constellation. And when he became part of that constellation, that did not add to the number two eight there he was added but the number remains seven this is god's mathematics how can you add uh, to a number but the number doesn't increase it remains the same that's exactly what happened seven angels step out of eternity in your message it is the rising of the sun brother brum said they represented the seven messenger no wonder the prophet said in the constellation i saw the one on my right hand side he says that angel was the most notable one is the one that i was attracted to is the one that had the revelation of the seventh seal it is up to you to go and check who was that angel. But I can give you a clue. As Paul says, I know a man in Christ, whether he was in the body or out of the body, but such a man, I know. Paul saw another man. Hallelujah. Paul saw Paul. John saw John. William Brenham saw William Brenham. You have to see yourself in the weight. And that the seeing yourself is not a capital letter. Already we're beginning to see names that were written there. It is, Brother Mumi calls it in, in COD, he calls it, it is your original problem. He said, God took a picture of you and he says he put it in his album. And he says, every time when you are here on earth, whatever you go through, even if you could be bent by fire, he said that original prophet remains intact. So that means when a believer is here and my leg is cut off, God doesn't say believer with one leg. Before the foundation of the world, God has got an album. And that original prophet, that is your theophany. Names in the Lamb's book of life are referring to the theophanies of believers. When you recognize the word of God to be the eagle's food, then you have heard from your theophany. You have heard your name. Oh, this is beautiful. Brother Bram, when he speaks about the Lamb's Book of Life, he says, the invisible union of the bride, 224, he says, now, your name is now in the new book. Not the Book of Life, but the Lamb's Book of Life. What the Lamb redeemed. <laughs> oh, brother. Not the old book of your natural union, but your new bride. Hallelujah. Your new life 
is in the Lamb's book of life. Now he is beginning to call that name a new life. That name, it is a supernatural life. That name, it is the the mystery of the character of the believer in the book. And that book is not a book with pages, the Lamb's book of life. It is the Lamb himself. Your marriage, he says your new name is in the Lamb's book of life. Your marriage certificate, hallelujah, where your true eternal gem from the beginning takes hold. Now you are not only forgiven, but you are justified. Glory, justified. Romans 5 verse 1 said, yeah, Romans 5 1 said, therefore being justified by faith. This book, Lamb's book of life, it is our marriage certificate. It is the one that was held by the one sitting on the throne. Today, that book that no angel, not even angels could look at it, let alone touch it. Today, when you go and type in your computer, tape and book, just type tape book, uh, tape book form. Brother says, what John could not write and was forbidden to write, today we have it in tape and book form. That's why I say just punch in tape and book form. Now, Brother Mim, the question and answers, says 115, he says, the book doesn't say, now Lee Vale is to be saved in a time of this church age or Omen um, Neville or whoever. No, it doesn't say, it don't say that. It just shows the mystery unfolds the mystery of what the thing is. And we ourselves by faith believe it. That's what I said to the other. It just shows a mystery, unfolds the mystery of what the thing is. Then you hear your name. When Brother Branham broke the seals, we heard our names being called. And brother, did we come? Oh, yes, we came. Here we are. Because our name, that is why. You will never separate us from the messenger. No internet, no website will separate us from our messenger. Not even a backslider will separate us from our messenger. Because when he broke those seals and said, I had to go west to connect with the angel's message and to come and in your message, uh, standing in the game, he says, I had to come and reveal the seals for God. That's why I'm using the word verbatim. So as it was revealing the seals for God, we had our names. It was a roll call. We responded across the, the whole world. We respond. How did we respond? The breaking of the seals. It was the reconnection of our theophanies. From that time, we had our theophany. So you can't separate me from my theophany. And how did my theophany come in alignment with me? It came through the message of the hour. Brahma says the me in the messages, this is the sign of the end time, 244. The mysteries, here is the mystery. A mystery is a scripture. Is a mystery scripture is a previously hidden truth, now divinely revealed, but which is a supernatural element, still remains despite the revelation. That's what the prophecy, the mystery is. Now, in closing, let's reestablish the principles. 
The book of life and the Lamb's book of life is one book. Whatever you call it, you can call it the book of life, Lamb's book of life, interchangeably from outside. But as soon as you get within the book and open the book, you must say, is it the Lamb's book of life or is it the book of life? If it is the Lamb's book of life and your name is written there, it was not written when you were born. It was written before the foundation of the world. Your name can never be blotted out there. Even God himself can never blot out your name from the Lamb's book of life. If your name is written in the book of life, your name can be blotted out. Let me recap. It's one book. However way you call it from outside, you can call it interchangeably the Lamb's Book of Life or the Book of Life. It is immaterial. It is no, no, not here or there. But what is happening, as soon as you open the book, once you have opened the book, then we are interested in what section. So don't say my name is in the book. It is not enough with the believers to say my name is in the book. We want to know in which section of the book. If it is in the book of life, you are a very high risk. If it is in the Lamb's book of life, brother, you are definitely, heaven is your home. You are, it is compulsory that you go to heaven. I hope we are together here. Now, let's put it this way. Those that are in the book of life will appear at the white throne judgment. And the book of life was recording everything. Brother calls it God's great magnetic tape. Everything that they've ever done was recorded in the book of life. And when the books are open and one of them will be the book of life, then they will be judged based on what is written in that book. But the predestinated ones, like Moses wanted God to blot out his name, God could not do it because Moses' name was in the section where names cannot be blotted out, which is the Lamb's book of life. One book, as the Bible is one book, outside it is the Bible. You can call it the New Testament, Old Testament, but once you open, we're interested to know which section we are going through. Who are we going to go to? Are you going to go to the Old Testament or New Testament? But it is one book with two sections. Yes, from outside you can say, Judas' name is in the book. You can call it Lamb's Book of Love or Book of Life. It's immaterial. It is inconsequential to us. However, once it is open, I want to know in which section. And Brahman say, his name was blotted out. Then Brahman is giving you a clarity and a surety and absoluteness that his name was in the book of life. That is why he obtained part of the ministry, part of the ministry, justified, sanctified. But when he came before the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he showed his true colors. Blessed are those whose names have been written in the Lamb's book of life. May God richly bless you as we come to the end of the broadcast as we close. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for the time that you have granted us. We appreciate this opportunity. We appreciate the mystery truth. We appreciate the scriptural clarity that this message has provided in the end time. Bless the believers, dear God. Those that are going through difficult times, we pray for them, dear God. Comfort them, lead them, dear God. Oh, guide them, especially during this time. 
We depend on your grace, dear God. We've got people that are in the front line exposed to this uh, pandemic. But dear God, I know as we pray for them, you have a way to make sure that they are safe. We pray for our little ones, dear God. We pray for them, especially during this time. Their state of mind may be affected. And a lot of believers, dear God, it is an uncertain time. But let them know, during uncertain time, there is a certain God that we can depend on. As times change, there is a God who does not change. I bless every family. May you provide and guide and protect them. All these things that we ask them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. I hope it will be a blessing until such time we meet again. Let it be a blessing. Keep on praying for me as I'm praying for you. God bless you richly. Shalom.